Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Audio Roulette Podcast, the only podcast on the internet where we can say we're doing a music review and we spend 50 minutes talking about car stereotypes and how much we love cars without actually knowing very much about cars. <laughs> I am your nine host. Nine nine <laughs> cars! I am your host, Woo! Michael Riccardi. I am Jables! <laughs> And we had the motherfucking, the man, the myth, the utensil. The utensil. Spoon! <laughs> Still 999 forever. <laughs> so today, it's a very special one. Um, I want to preface this by saying, uh, on this podcast, and even on the post I'm going to be making on Instagram, it's not going to be clout chasing. It's not going to be saying something that's going to get clicks or views. This is just strictly because of a love of an artist and somebody who did a lot uh for me i know he did a lot for soap and uh travis actually i think he's done some for travis too because of uh Mm -hmm. yeah so uh we are reviewing the first posthumous album by juice world uh possibly the only posthumous album i would hope that they wouldn't just keep releasing no no there's more lonnie already said there's more okay well at least she said it was okay anyway we're uh, reviewing Legends Never Die by Juice World, And uh, I'm just going to preface this by saying I have never listened to a full Juice World project before. So this was a first experience. And holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Um, I guess a little bit of backstory. Uh, I don't know very much about it. I didn't do my normal uh, go back and review everything that people did or whatever. But uh, all I know is that Juice World, when he was in high school, ended up recording um, Goodbye and Good Riddance, which was originally titled, what, Fuck You, Tammy, right? Yeah. Yeah, Fuck You, Tammy, uh, which we have decided that Tammy That's is just the girl you. that should just be like, fuck you, because really Little Wayne said the same thing. Because if that fact isn't true, like, my whole life is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> and because Little Wayne talked about a Tammy, it was like, you know, fuck Tammy, dog. Fuck. He talked about it like five, six years before Juice did. It has to be the same person. It has to be. Juice will hop, almost hopped into bed with a cougar or something. It's like, Uh yeah. That's what Uh, it'd be. be. Juice was in high school and he recorded Goodbye and Good Riddance. And uh, he released it and everybody knows Lucid Dreams. That motherfucker just exploded. And next thing you know, this dude who's like 18 is making an album with, like, one of his favorite rappers of all time, who he had mentioned, like, a year before, two years before, that he had wanted to collab. He's like, imagine how wild it would be if I collab with Future. And the next thing you know, boom, he made a full album with them. And he released Death Race for Love in 2019. And he died August 19th. December 8th. December 8th. Was it? De- you were close. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I thought. Um, okay, remember redacted and I. Uh, that was whole, that was a whole blurry thing with like the whole breakup and all that shit. So I'm still kind oh, of yeah. lost on it. So it I was thought the same month at that time. <laughs> yeah, it was like basically the same time. So I was like, oh shit. But no, that that makes more sense because I was wearing a long yeah, sleeve and I would not have been wearing a long sleeve in August because it would have melted my fucking yeah. balls off. Um, died December eighth of two thousand nineteen, and um, well, now we're here. Which I want to say one thing: 
Um, in 2018, Marshmallow uh, had a collab with Little Peep. And about a month and a half before Little Peep died, they had finished recording the song Spotlight. Amazing song. Love it. And then Little Peep died. And so we got permission from Little Peep's mom and was like, you guys are good friends. You need to release this. Released it. So I'm going to assume that Marshmallow collabed with Juice World like a month or two before uh, Juice World died. All I can say is Marshmallow, despite the fact that they're fucking bangers when he works with them, he needs to stop collaborating with rappers. <laughs> because it is too convenient that Little Peep died a month and a half later, and then Juice died, you know, and it's like, oh yeah, Marshmallow's on two tracks with them. Bro, it's the same thing with Anthony Marsh- Fantano. Fantano like, gives somebody a three, and then they die like a month later. This is what always happens. Dude, what if Marshmallow is secretly just, like, some serial killer? That's what I told Emily last night. I was like, dude, there is... What do you want to bet that with everything with Little Peep, when he saw how how much it blew up because of his death, he was like, hmm, hey, yo, Juicy, you like this beat? You want to hop on it? What about two? Two beat? Yeah, you got it. Because it was also the first time I have heard Marshmallow have a producer tag on this mm-hmm. and uh that was weird uh yeah that was it was cool but it was like marshmallow has a producer tag what he oh. made it right he did he did make it right but i can just imagine him going hey yo juicy you want to <laughs> hop on these two songs dude this is fire he's just sitting there like with a knife just like tucked into his like <laughs> helmet he's like yeah that's right you like <laughs> it. Into his you really like that it you really like that and he just like presses a button on the side of the bucket and it just like shoots out the bottom. He grabs it from under his chin, just stabs Juice World as soon as he finishes his verse. Yeah, man, this is some. It's like a fucking assassin's creed hand blade in his helmet. Okay, wait, wait, no, no, no. He didn't die because that he died of an overdose. So he just like laced his drink. They were like celebrating right before he got to like the airport. They're like, that hey, would make, we just. That would make more sense. <laughs> He's like, yeah, hey, man, why don't you try this drink? It's a new one I made. I call it the Marshmallow Special. And he's like, oh, yeah, thanks. Gets to the airport. Boom. And he's just like, oh, no. What are we to do? I got two bangers. I'll leak them if y'all give me money. (laughs) I don't know about this joke. I hate even thinking that, though, because, like, Marshmallow seems like such a nice person. He's like, what, 20? 21 because he was like a sophomore when he started coming out onto the edm scene so i think he's like probably around our age maybe a year older than me um yeah and he's like blowing the fuck up i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure he's our age because he started kind of young too um i don't know but moving on (laughs) his soap's like i'm uncomfortable i don't want this Uh, very uncomfortable i don't like the joke (laughs) but um you gotta laugh through the pain. Gotta laugh through the pain. So, but um, so for my take on this album, uh, Punk Two really opened my eyes to how it's like, wow, I cannot review stuff separate. You know, um, mm-hmm. a lot of the time when people make an album and they properly make an album, not just toss shit onto it. Um, I'm talking to Six Nine, uh, Little <clears throat> Uzi's Eternal A Take. Um, I'm talking to uh a lot of different people all right uh people who made x's post posthumous albums yeah yeah yo what the fuck they've got a flow um 
this album, from my perspective, was very much, it was meant to go together. The songs were purposefully placed to continue this flow, which I think I really like the fact that the intro immediately titled Anxiety was where he's like, you know, you can't just sing about heartbreak all the time. There are other subjects in the world that I need to bring light to because he's like, I've got gifts that God has given me. And, you know, the fame, the money, that doesn't mean shit to me. I want to do something with my gift, and which makes me respect him so much more. But going into it with that mindset, I broke it up into three parts, the album into three parts. There was 21 songs on it. Three of those songs were interludes. So the get through it interlude, like up to the get through it interlude, was one section. To the man, the myth, the legend uh, interlude, that was another section. And then finally, the juice roll speaks from heaven, that was a different section. Because they all pieced together behind that. And it kind of almost was like a reset, you know? It was almost like, oh, we're going to reset this and we're going to start with a different sequence of stories. So that's how I'm going about it. I don't know how y'all are going to go about it, but that's how I I'm it up. following your lead. <laughs> I just kind of take it as a whole project. All right. Uh, Soap, would you like to do the honors of kicking us off with the review? Uh, <laughs> sure, sure. So I want to start real quick here with just a little bit of uh, kind of backstory-ish almost type thing before I go into this here. First of all, I want to kind of establish my position here, kind of let my bias be known in a sense. But, um, so, Juice Bird was one of the few rappers that I listened to that was, like, a new rapper when I was still, like, in really old Ed mentality. Because I used to be, like, super, like, if it ain't Tupac, it ain't music. Like, that was, that was how I used to be. Uh, which was really weird. But I don't know how I did that. But I did that. Still good music, but I don't know how I only did. But uh, my my best friend Sonito, he had uh, he had going to pick me up one day. He was like, "Yo, you gotta hear this guy. You gotta hear this guy." And I was like, "Okay, fine, whatever it is." And it was this is right when Lucid Dreams came out, and he turned it on, and I was like, "It actually kind of hit." And it came at a good time too, because I had had a breakup. I think like two months before that, so I was over it by that time. But it was like, "Okay, I can feel this," you know, type thing, and. Uh, so I really love that then. I remember we went to his house and he just put a lyric video on on YouTube and we just watched it for a really long time. And we, later we'd go and we watched the uh, the hour long freestyles he did. And so we like we really watched this guy blow up. Uh, Goodbye and Good Riddance, first record. Um, I love Goodbye and Good Riddance. I think it's a pretty much perfect album in a sense. Uh, my only caveat to it is it is pretty one note. It has a couple songs to break it up, but it, that's a very heartbreak-heavy album. And uh, I'm slightly annoyed with myself because at the time that I was listening to that album, I didn't have Spotify Premium. So I was like only <laughs> listening to it on my Xbox at home. And so like I didn't put it in any playlist. So for a long time, I was just like, I would think about it, but I didn't listen to the songs as much as I would have liked to because I just didn't put them in any playlist or anything. And when I got premium, it erased any playlist I did have. So, yeah, thank you for that. But, um, and then uh, Death Race for Love. I know Death Race for Love came out on March 8th because it was really shortly after my birthday. And I was super hyped for it. And it came out, and I was disappointed with Death Race for Love initially. That's an album that's grown on me a lot over time. Um, but I think that 
Goodbye and Good Riddance is a solid, cohesive record. Death Race for Love isn't as cohesive. Every song is good, but they don't just go together. It doesn't. It's not a whole project. It feels like 22 singles more than a whole project is the thing. Um, so I still love that record, but it's not as cohesive. This record is, to me, the combination of both of those traits of just being a cohesive record with really good quality on these songs. I think there's only really one song on here that I'm not a big fan of. I like every other song. Um, the one I don't particularly like is Conversations. It's just kind of not bad. It's eh, kind of average to me, that one. Everything else over here, I'm, I'm, I'm super impressed with. I was... I'm impressed with the track list. There was a lot less leaks uh, than I expected. Going through the track list real quick here, um, from my knowledge at least, I don't think Conversations had leaked. I know Titanic didn't leak. I know Bad Energy didn't leak. Righteous was a single. Blood on My Jeans was a snippet he previewed, but it didn't leak. Tell Me Love Me was a single. Hate the Other Side was a leak, um, given the interludes, because obviously those didn't. Life's a Mess is a single. Come and Go was a single. I Won It didn't leak. Fighting Demons did leak. It was known as Runaway at the time. Wishing Well had leaked. I'm pretty sure Wishing Well is a lot older than most of the other songs on here. Um, but uh, Wishing Well was a leak. Screw Juice wasn't a leak. Up Up and Away was. Um, Stay High wasn't. Can't Die was known as Time Stopped, which was also a leak. And then Man of the Year didn't leak. It, it, well, it leaked the day before the album came out, but I'm not counting that. Um, and yeah, so... I was happy with the track list there to not have a lot of leaks in it, not as much as I expected. And even the ones that, that were leaks had been improved. I, I way prefer the version of Wishing Well here than on the leaks. Um, and I'd already loved the leak. It was one of my top five favorite songs. So I, I think that was improved. The mix is way better here, in my opinion. Um, and then Hate the Other Side actually has the other verse finished. Kid Lowry uh, took in the, the spot that was an open verse last time. Um, I don't know what to start with. Well, I guess the go through the singles first. Mm. We like that idea. Yeah, sure. You okay. take your take on the the singles because you you were you were like so hyped for the album to come out. Oh, you so you were like devouring everything. You were devouring leaks. You were devouring yeah. snippets. You were devouring everything. everything. So you you take it from your your take on the album because I'm I'm sure Travis will have a different take on it yeah. and he'll be like oh well this is what i enjoyed this is why i had and then as i said i have like a bold three to part assume that i bold nope. of you to assume okay. that i actually have a, like a coherent thought for it. <laughs> i will say yeah. one thing the thing i like yeah. about this one is uh after listening to flawless projects like uh aries's welcome home uh nicotine by trevor daniel and especially most recently punk 2 by break-ins um, I'm really admiring how people are able to keep that trend. Like you said, where it was a cohesive idea yeah. for it. I, I really enjoyed that. That's what I really like about it. But that's all I'm going to say. It's, before the, it's especially impressive with this one because six songs were added last second. This oh. was originally announced as a 15-song album, and then fans kept asking for more songs, so it got up to 21. Whoa, hmm. which were the ones that uh, got added last second? The the tracklist wasn't shown before that. I can safely say Man of the Year was added because I know every fan in the world practically was asking for Man of the Year, like on every tweet talking about it. But I, and then probably Wishing Well too. Um, 
but I don't know exactly which ones were, but I can I would bet those two. All right. Okay. So yeah. you you can start. You can start. I'm excited to hear okay. your thoughts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go, going through the uh, the singles here. First one out was was Righteous. Um, <clears throat> I had Righteous as a leak. I loved that song. I listened to it all the time. Um, before it came out there, and I was very glad when that one did come out. It was such. That's a really good song. I have that as my number one single uh, on here. Next on the track list is Tell Me You Love Me, which I didn't, I had as a leak. I never really listened to it a lot, though. I wasn't a huge fan when it came out. It has grown on me more uh, with listening to the album as a whole. It's definitely grown on me. Uh, but I still would say that that's probably still my least favorite. Then you have Life's a Mess. Um, that was, I, I love that song. It's so, there. it's such a passionate song. It just there's so much emotion in it there that I I love what Life's a Mess does, and I I love watching the shift from such a negative set of emotions in like Goodbye and Good Riddance and seeing that go to like a very positive song. Um, now I think that that was one of the things that made you so unique in emo rap is that he progressed kind of past the just only heartbreak material. He really developed uh, stylistically past that. And Life's a Mess is a good example of that. It's so hard for me to just say if I like it or come and go better. Uh, so they're kind of just, I'm going to say they're tied at two. They're both two. <laughs> it's one, two, two, four. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, then come and go. I love come and go. It's such a, it has a lot of the emotion to an extent that's in Life's a Mess. Not to the same intensity, but it's still in there. And it just sounds good. It's just a dang good banger uh, of the singles. I think it's easily the best banger. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just a really good sounding song. Which I find kind of funny because I know at least on the the Juice World subreddit that was what most people were saying was their least favorite song was Come and Go, uh, which I don't understand at all. <laughs> I like how Life's a Mess and uh, Come and Go flow together. Uh, there's a oh, lyric yeah. he says where he says, um, uh, uh, "That's just a bygone, be gone. Let bygones be bygones, or something." And yeah. then in Life's a Mess, he talks about that where he's like, "We're gonna let." Uh, we finally let bygones be bygones or something along the lines of that. Yeah, so I like how it, yeah. I like how it continued. Like he took apart from that and he was like, okay, I want this to almost be like, if you're really listening to the lyrics, you can tell that it's almost like a prequel and the main story or the story. And then the sequel or something along those lines. I really like that about those two songs in particular. Oh yeah. So yeah, I was, I was very happy with the singles. Uh, they made me even more hyped on here than I originally was. And listening to this project was like such an emotional experience. I, I, the amount of times I like started to tear up a little bit throughout this whole thing, I like there would be the line on every song because this man talked about dying so much, and it hurts so much now. <laughs> like every time that came up, there it, it started to have a little bit of tear up, and then uh. It was kind of funny. It, it, I didn't ever like really cry during the album, but it was it was like the second that the outro finished, I, I straight up sobbed for like ten minutes. I was, oh my gosh, the song is. This album was exactly what I would want from a posthumous album. This this is exactly what it should be. This sounds like a record that Juice could have put out with. High quality material. The songs don't feel filled up with features. Uh, the only one that kind of is is um, 
hit the other side, which was originally known as Lonely Road. However, that one kind of gets a pass because Juice didn't have a verse on it. He just has the chorus. Even in the leak, it was just chorus. Uh, was it Polo? Yeah, Polo and, and chorus. That was all the leak was. So I'm fine with that one being filled as a feature, especially since uh, Juice did work with Kid Lowry on Go. So and I think I'm saying that guy's name wrong. Leroy? Kid Leroy? Leroy. Leroy, yes. I'm sorry. I, I know. I, I literally <laughs> looked at his Twitter, and he says how to pronounce it on his Twitter. I just forgot. And I've just heard Lowry, so that's what I've been saying. Lowry, I need Lowry. Yeah, I know you're not watching. I need Lowry. Um, I know he's Lowry. not watching, but if he is, I apologize for my insolence, I guess. <laughs> um, and man, I was, I was so happy with this record there. It, I, I think a lot of it does go as a testament to his work ethic, though, more than anything, <clears throat> because this guy has actually has music to release. And so I feel that, like, the label isn't going to interfere as much here, as opposed to X is where X was really critical of his own music. And from what I've seen, from what I know, I won't, I'm not 100% at, like, super, super big on X. I'm definitely a fan, but I don't know everything about him or anything. But from what I've seen, he deleted a lot of the music that he wasn't 100% happy with. So that's why X ended up with a lot less music to release. And so his label milked the hell out of him. Bad Vibes Forever should have never come out. That, that record was a disgrace. I like Skins, so I but even that one he had some say in at least. That was the record that was in production. But here, this this man's amount of music he produced means that we can still actually have these high quality records. And I love seeing songs that I that I heard in a different place. Blood on my jeans um, was such a popular snippet. He had he had played the the whole song on um, Instagram Live. It originally had another verse, but it was an open verse. And on the Instagram live, he just freestyles over it. So every time it gets to that part of the song, there's just an instrumental that plays for a little bit. And I always just imagine that freestyle because it was such a good freestyle. Uh, so, oh, man, I wish that that freestyle was actually recorded on a high quality mic because then it could have been put on. But since it wasn't, can't it would have been cool if they had sampled that. <clears throat> if they had like thrown that in at the end, you know, as like a little testament to oh, yeah, him. I could see that. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. That could have been. I don't know. I know there's a deluxe coming soon. Uh, I think it was. It was either Bibby. I'm pretty sure it was Bibby that said it. Uh, that you know, if this record does numbers, then we'll have a deluxe coming out soon. With like, he he asked for songs to put on it, um, which I'm excited for, especially since this right now it, the projection just keeps going up. I I know it was like 450,000 this morning, uh, but I think the projection now is is closer to half a million. And half a million first week streams, it, that's insane. The highest this year is the weekends after hours, which had 444,000. So no matter what, this record you is mean, projected you mean to break purchases? Or yeah, just... Or not streams, like, yeah, sales. My yeah, bad. Sales. I did, 99% of people here are streaming this thing, so my mind says streams. But yeah, yep. the actual number of streams does not translate to sales. It's like four sales, four streams for a sale or something. I think I, but the one thing I don't like about that is that they're like, oh, if we get the numbers, we're going to drop. It almost feels like a YouTube video. Like, if we get to 10,000 likes, we'll drop it. I will or something kill my like best friend. The TikTok ones where they're like, if you want part six, let's get this to blah, blah, blah. Let's get this viral. It's like, just just release it if you, if you want to uh, honor him. Just am I here it. still? That was really weird. Whoa. You, no, he's gone. Now he's back. Hello. Was the phone call audible? No. 
I still can't hear anything in here. What? Uh oh. Technical difficulties. I'm not gonna cut this out because that's not what a podcast does. So we're True. gonna talk about. Uh oh, that's what we'll do. We'll do a little. Uh, we'll do. Hello. Oh we're my gosh. Talk about spurring Was was uh was is that phone call audible? No. Uh, no. Okay, good. I I got called asked if I wanted food. I don't have. So that <laughs> broke that up. Um, but no, that, that that's just my issue with that. That's just my issue. I. I don't like how he's like. If we have the numbers, we'll release. It's like, just. Well, release. no, I don't think it, I, he was gonna do it no matter what. I think that was just kind of a hype the fans up type thing. Mm-hmm. Which I'm. It definitely did because this thing, it's already broken the record for the most first day Spotify streams for this year. Um. And if this debut. Uh, in terms of the first week sales is what's projected, then it will be the highest uh, post-hostimus record uh, period. I think that the current the current debut was actually just set by Pop Smoke's album, which did like 250,000. Um, so I kind of feel bad for Pop Smoke because if this the numbers are true and it is the same stat that I'm looking at here, which I'm pretty certain it is there, then uh, poor Pop Smoke's not going to hold that for very long. <laughs> Poor Pop Smoke. And he just broke it. The, the person before Pop Smoke was Michael Jackson. So, uh. Dang. Kind of interesting to see how music's changed in that sense over time. Well, it also shows a difference track. in uh, fans, you know? Shows a difference yeah. in fans. Like, it depends. I, I think I think it's like a weird blend. I, I know as I'm getting into this whole social media thing, and I'm having to, like, market myself in. I don't really want to market myself. I just want to have like the community with it, which yes, I have to market myself because I want to make money to live off of what I make from music. But a huge part of it is just the community aspect of it. I'm having to state that because I talked to my therapist about it and she was like, don't lie to yourself. You got to be honest. And I was like, well, yes, I do want to make money so I can live off of it. But I mean, that just sounds selfish to say. That's not the only reason you're doing it. Exactly. That's not the core of it. Yeah. The core of it is I want to have that community and, you know, fans before, yeah, they had a cult following. People would do, would go to concert or whatever, but now it's at a point where, you know, fans will just straight up, like, talk about you. They'll share you. They'll do, there's just a difference to me. Like, as somebody who's been a part of music for a while, it's just, like, it's a mm-hmm. totally different era and now it shows, like, how much it is. Now it's not so much about, I want to fuck you so hard until... I can brag to my friends that I'm impregnated with your baby. It's kind of like, oh, my God, I want to support you in everything you do. You want to take a break so you can focus on mental health? Do it. If you want to do this, do that. I will Talk with us. Let us help you through this. It's like just a kind of a shift from it. So you have the super mm-hmm. fans who are just super supportive now. You do still have the crazy fans who are like, I want to fuck your brains out. <laughs> but it kind of changed. But... <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Just a wee bit. I just, I just love this record. I, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, I, I feel like kind of once again, similar to last week there, I just don't have a ton to say because I feel like this record is a very personal record. I think everybody who listens to it will get their own very personal experience with it in a sense is a thing. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it to an extent does relate to like, what was your relationship with Juice uh, prior to that? So like I said, like, 
me and Tonito were like all in on watching this guy blow up when it happened. And it, that was like a really attached thing. And I'd been listening to this guy's music for since uh, Lucid Dreams blew up. So to have this album over here, it does feel, it feels very personal is the thing. here. So I, I really can't rank it anything other than a 10 out of 10 to me because it did everything I could have wanted. Um, just the music as a whole was, was so good. It's just, the only thing that sucks is that knowing that every single time that new music with Juice comes out, I swear to you, it's going to have more lyrics that are like, I'm going to die. It's like, oh, I certainly feel like I'm about to die. He's it's like, like, please Tupac, where stop. He's kind of like calling his own death. Yeah. In all honesty, yeah. I had said Tupac before was the, uh, the man obsessed with his own death. That was a thing that we had talked about way before this podcast, like several years before that. Yeah, but I, I think I stole that from someone else who said that. But nonetheless, the the idea was true. Like he talked about dying in every song, and and it happened. And it almost that's one of the things I feel with Juice's death that it was surprising, but at the same time, it was one of those things. Like when I read it, I believed it immediately. You know, mm-hmm. like I know that day, um, I had gotten woken up to to go to church that day, so I remember that. That's why I know it was a Sunday. I'd been woken up, and apparently Tornado had got up before me, which doesn't normally happen, and he had just texted me, just simple text, Juice World Die. And I was like, no way. Because it had only, I feel like it, I don't remember when it was, but it wasn't super long before this when it was like, Tech 9 died, but it was somebody else who was also named Tech 9, but it wasn't the, the you know, the big name Tech 9. So I, I thought it was going to be something like that. I'm like, oh, but that's a really specific name. I don't know how someone would do nearly the same name, and I just looked up juice world and then i just saw it was like six articles and it was just like the second i saw it i was like well i guess that's another one down i mean like it it's not even surprising anymore when i saw this that... was the uh th- this was the first artist death i feel that like really hit me because like i've listened to artists who have passed like tupac and big but they passed you know you know several years before i was born even so it's like i don't have that attachment there and at the time of X's death, I was not a fan of him at all. Like I hadn't listened to a single second of any X music. He was a I piece of shit. Died. He was a piece of shit. Yeah, that was that was my thing. Or I was like, I didn't want to listen to his music because of the things I had heard about him there. And now it's kind of come into question if some of those are true or not. But nonetheless, it it is well known that X did was a very violent person at the end of the day. Um, but he was changing for the better, so I don't hold that against him or anything now. But at the time, I definitely did. So I wasn't attached to him. I hadn't heard of Little Pete before he died. I hadn't heard of Pop Smoke before he died. So it was like these people, I, their deaths didn't really impact me at all. But Juice was like, this was an artist that me and Tonito had watched. Well, I know it's not his whole career, but his whole like mainstream career. We watched that, and it feels kind of weird because because of how much music he has and knowing that albums are still coming like that's one of the things that I, I feel so bad for x fans who are really attached to him knowing that bad vibes forever was the last album and there was not going to be another album but juice i have that kind of solace that's like okay music's still coming but the only things that change are like you don't get social media posts and you'll never see him in concert like, I mean, the first time I was listening to Come and Go, I was like, yo, this would go so hard in concert. And it's like, well, I guess I can imagine it. Like, that hurt, that hurt a lot. Like, that's, 
it's like you looking at these songs over here it's like the energy the emotion in them it's like you can tell this was the song that was going to go down at the concert man yeah and you don't you don't ever get a concert that hurt it was uh i had uh in 2017 i'm sure all you guys remember when we were losing people like left and right, when we lost like Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park, when we lost the Soundgarden guy, when we lost like, what was it, Stevie Wonder? No, not Stevie Wonder. Um, Why did I say that? David Bowie. <laughs> David Bowie. Why did I get those confused? Um, Stevie like, Wonder and David Bowie. We had David Bowie, um, Chris Cornell from Soundgarden, Chester Bennington, like all those, like Chester Bennington, it kind of hurt because that was like my childhood growing up, but I wasn't like a super fan of them, you know? Um, it wasn't until 2018, you know, like August 25th, I believe. August 25th, when uh, Kyle Pavone died of We Came as Romans. And uh, that one hit hard. So with Juice World, it was kind of a little different. Um, uh, so you remember, <laughs> you remember Lucid Dreams and how we just use that to describe. Yeah. The, yeah, I the first time I like really listened to Lucid Dreams because I listened to it a couple times. Soap had sent it to me, and I was like, Bruh, eh, I whatever. played it for you in person, and then I broke my wrist. <laughs> yeah. So I was kind of like. Yeah, it's okay. It kind of distracted from the song. Yeah, I was kind of like, it's, it's okay, you know. I mean, for some reason, I thought it was going to be like a seven-minute song, and I don't know if that was because somebody made a mix of it or whatever. It probably was, but um, I was like, eh, I'm not going to listen to a seven-minute rap song. Sorry. <laughs> um, and it wasn't until I was listening to it on a bus ride home right after me and uh, Redacted started dating, and I was listening to that. And it was late at night. I was on a school bus heading from uh, Six Flags with the church, and it was raining outside, and I had headphones in. And I'm crying. I'm li- like actually crying on this bus. And there was no reason to. I wasn't depressed. I had like one of the best days I had ever had. And I cried, and I remember I texted Soap, and I was like, "Lucid dreams," and he goes, "Lucid dreams." <laughs> yep, that's, he, he knew immediately. Say at the time. And so when I got told that he had died, it was—I really wanted it to be like a stunt, you know. I wanted it to be something really dumb like that, where it's like, "God, I fucking hate when people do this. Why would you stunt this? Why would you?" I saw like the post, like the article, and I was like, "He's dead." And it, it, like, even till, like, you know, yesterday when I was really listening to the album, it didn't hit me until I started listening. I was like, I'm never going to hear this voice in person. I'm, I'm never going to. I'm always going to listen to this and know that this person I will never be able to meet. I'll never be able to see. I'll never be able to experience. And it was, it was a really cathartic kind of thing for it. And, um, I didn't cry at all during the album. I mean, I kind of teared up during like come and go, but it wasn't until like, you know, 15 minutes before we started recording this, I was listening through it all the way again through headphones. So I could like really feel everything. And it got to the end of the outro, um, juice world speaks from heaven. And I teared up. Like I was choked up while I was listening to that. Cause it's like this man loved his fans. And he was the guy that like, you know, kind of hated the fame he hated what it brought he hated what 
the world became when you were famous, what it was supposed to become when you were famous. And you could tell that with it. Um, Listening to the album, I didn't listen to any, like, singles leading up to it. Uh, I just listened to the album because I was like, oh, whatever. Um, As I said, I had only listened. So, like, my favorite songs by him are, like, uh, uh, Fine China. I fucking love that song so much um i had actually listened to go with the kid Leroy. um i love that song uh, tell me you love me with trippy red I, I really enjoyed that one too uh it, i liked uh his verse and like the beat and so i added it onto my playlist and i was kind of like eh, i'm not sure if i like the rest of it but i really like this and then as i kept listening to it i was like oh my god i love this song yeah that's how i felt about that song too <laughs> um so, as I said, mine's broken up into three parts. And the preface for it, when I would listen to it, was Anxiety, uh, the intro, where he's talking about how he doesn't want to just talk about heartbreak. You know, he wants to talk about more issues. He should be using his platform to talk about, you know, depression, anxiety, uh, substance abuse, which kind of ironic, but he was at least aware of what was happening. Because he even calls it. He's like, with these pills, I'm going to kill myself. But without these pills, I would kill myself. And it's like... All right. Um, shit. <laughs> That's hard hitting. But um, so the first part was up to the get through it um, interlude. And uh, for me, I rated it like an 8 out of 10 just because it was kind of slower, kind of had some funky stuff on it. Uh, I was like, um, yeah, it's it it was really good. It was slower. It was still really good and I really enjoyed listening to it. It was a little long at times and some of it was like, oh, you know, some of the bars were kind of weird, but I liked how everything kind of went together. It had raw lyrics and I liked I did enjoy how he talked about the reality of being famous. And where he's like, "Oh, um I'm supposed to be like this. Oh, I should be doing this. Oh, people expect you to be like this." I really enjoyed that look at it. Uh, my favorite songs in that kind of group was Conversations, which was very funny. <laughs> so you're like, oh, yeah. the, the, the same thing happened with, what was it we were reviewing? Um, both Dub Babies, or no, uh, both the Little Babies, Babies, My Turn, and uh, Future. Future? Yeah. Future Airplane? We, we, future. <laughs> um, so I liked conversations, blood on my jeans, tell me you love me, and hate the other side. Hate the other side goes so fucking hard, dude. Oh my gosh, it oh does. Oh my god. Marshmallow, I, I gotta say, Marshmallow, he has evolved so much from Alone, his very first EDM track, to this album. The growth and just the raw creativity he has is insane. This this right here, blending, you know alternative rock blending power chords bin, blending uh trap beats blending 808s and like some edm stuff that is his style he does this flawlessly so i'm gonna be very disappointed if he doesn't try to continue with this sound after this uh because it would just it would just be a disgrace to his talent <laughs> um the man the myth the legend uh that chunk got a nine out of ten for me um, I really liked the emotional and melodic sense to it. And it was really when you could tell like Juice's influence because to everybody out there, I've explained it before. I'm a fucking huge scene kid. I love metalcore. I love pop punk. I like emo core. I like screamo. I like all this shit. I grew up with it. And so 
hearing Juice World loves that as well, and he was a huge fan, he respected, and he would go to concerts. That made me so excited. And during this like kind of part of the album, you could really tell he was taking in that style for it. He was like adding in more instrumentals to the beat, so it was like more singing with a little bit of rapping and just. It was amazing. I, I loved it. And it was the one that had Come and Go and Wishing Well, which were both of my favorites. Like, if I had to choose, like, right now what it was, it would have to be Come and Go and Wishing Well that I've been listening to just so much because I love those two songs. And uh, the final part for it was Juice World Speaks from Heaven, which was up to that point. And there was only three songs. And uh, my favorite songs in that part is every single one of them. This entire part of the album for me was flawless. 10 out of 10. I could not have asked for anything to be better. The way that he was able to just be raw and emotional and use the parts that were like melodic from him. It's, it's just an amalgamation of everything that was perfect about him. The way he was able to make these catchy melodies, the way he was able to speak from a real spot, the way he was able to blend this like instrumentation that was completely outside of his genre and put it in and be like, this is what we're going to be working. It just, he told stories with it. And of every part of the album, <clears throat> that is my favorite part. And for me, it was like the ultimate send-off and the ultimate just like, cementing his legacy in music because when juice world died that was an entire genre that just died with him like x was gone so emo rap kind of screaming emo rap or whatever which x was in he died so that was gone little peeps emo rap that was gone juice world was right here at the front you know blending these styles making everything he was gone he's like it was like an entire genre was starting to like get to the peak of where it was supposed to be. Like it kept growing and getting bigger and died. And what were we left with? I'm a post Malone fan, but he's no he's no like Oh, it makes up we still got post Malone. Like it makes up for no juice world or X or Little P it's like no Damn it. We We lost the gods of the genre and we're left with like a demigod that that's what it felt like or the gods yeah. and then left with like a human that was yeah it was like i want to just say that real quick on that here it's like i feel like from my now i don't know the earlier side of things there but it was like x was like the forefront runner of this whole thing originally and he like pushed this genre out of just the little SoundCloud scene and really started to go there. And then he was gone. And then Juice kind of took that same front runner seat as being like, you like emo rap, you're okay, Juice is who you're going to check out. And I feel like Peep was on the come up and then he could have been up there, but he died before he got to that position. And so it's still Juice. And then Juice was gone. And now there's people who kind of dabble in it, you know, like Trippy does some emo rap songs, but I wouldn't consider Trippy as a whole emo rapper. I, I haven't listened to a full Trippy project, I'll admit, but it's just no one had that same front runner, the driver of the genre. This this genre has no lead now, is the thing. It's members, but there's no leader. 
I, I'm excited about it because the kid Leroy was mentored by Juice World. Juice World saw something in him, and just listening to Go, it's kind of like okay, he he has the ability to carry the torch. It's not going to be the same, but it's going to no, be that- kind of thing. Same thing with Little Tekka. Like Out of Love by Little Tekka is insane. He it's like the epitome of somebody that has this beautiful talent of continuing the torch. So there's a couple of people that can continue it, which is a better place than we were left at when, you know, Juice died. Because a lot of these people were not around at all. Or if they were, they were so obscure that they weren't able to be found. So we're, it's like the world kind of, recoiled from the death and they're kind of starting to step back out and be like look we want to continue this with it but uh, like Josiah he is starting for those of you that don't know Josiah is the one that made that like TikTok not TikTok song but TikTok took over the one called break shit where it's like fuck you bitch in the click that you can't yeah he's kind of continuing X's style you know he's like the closest thing I've heard to somebody continuing it Little Tekka and Kid Leroy are the ones that are kind of continuing Juice's style. So it's like this it's like this really slow move and gradual shift that I'm hoping we're going to be able to see. But overall with this album, it, it's the perfect blend of everything that people were loving about Juice and were loving about the genre that Juice had like, you know, kind of completely taken over because the two other people that were coming up with him died he was continuing this trend and it's really exciting it's really exciting to see it is sad because uh you know ski mask was best friends with both x and juice and they're both dead (laughs) so and his cat died like right after juice too oh like poor ski could not catch a break I feel I feel so bad for that guy. So we're kind of a. Uh... I'll admit I don't think I could have gone through that and still be okay. I haven't heard anything from Ski since then, so I hope I just hope he's doing okay. You know, because whether or not um, you're a fan of his music or not, that's some really that's... scary shit to go through. Let me see. Ski Mass is Slump God. Has he released anything? Um. Oh. No, he's and you're talking both two of the most sudden ways to die. You have one of the most in reality brutal killings to watch with exes. That was there's security footage of that, and that was painful when I saw that the first time. I didn't even like the guy, and it was still painful that one. And then Juice just overdosing. This man had no lead up, it was just suddenly a friend's gone, and the next day a friend's gone. Like, you know, and then your cat dies, and then then his fucking cat dies. I just I that, that really felt like the world just kind of spit in his face with the last one. There, it was like, dude, really? Yeah, it's just like, well, at least I got my cat. Actually, no. No, you don't. Like, jeez, man. Well, like yes, that. but actually, no. <laughs> so yeah, but for me, the album, the album really spoke to kind of this. You don't have to be stuck where you're at you can grow you can be better than you were even an hour ago 
That's what I kind of got from it, where it's like, yeah, talk about your pain, open up about it, because the only way you're going to get through it is if you open up about it. And that that's kind of what I took from the album. And uh, like Come and Go was a really, Come and Go was a really emotional song for me to hear. And uh, yeah, so I, I give this album, <laughs> I, I have to give it either a 9.5 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10. Because there are definitely songs that I wasn't like a huge fan of, but they were still good. And um, I, I, so I'd probably give it a 9.5 out of 10. I love this album. It's, it's a really good one. And even the songs I wasn't a huge fan of, I wouldn't skip. I would still listen to. So that that's my I, take. One other thing I want to note here is that I just hope that someone else can take up the, the versatility of beats this man could use because – I can tell you right now, listening to Man of the Year's beat, I can't imagine another rapper on that. Mm-mm. I really can't. No, the closest person I would think that would be kind of in that style would be Breakins, and I don't think Breakins could do that. Yeah, no, that that beat, that ability to go over that, like, it's something that shouldn't work. Like, when you you hear the parts separately, they shouldn't go together, but they do, and it's, it's it works really well because of that. I, I can only hope one day to be like a fraction of the talent he was when it comes to writing, when it comes to doing anything. Like, by the time he was my age, he had already been multi-platinum. And he started in high school, like midway through high school. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to start doing this. And all of a sudden, boom. And he didn't even listen to rap for most of his life. No. <laughs> like, that's why he was a metalhead. Yeah, because that's what he was allowed to listen to. It's, it's insane. I think that's one of the things that makes that the man, the myth, the legend interlude, like, a really special interlude. Like, just hearing the whole game appreciated this guy. Yeah, I mean, the fact everyone. that Eminem had him on his album... And then like Eminem, so the most highly. The dude old head like, person. Yeah, the dude who was like, yeah, um, this dude's freestyle, he was ahead of the fucking game. Like, how young he was. This, this is coming from Eminem, the white guy who started getting popular because he was able to beat the piss out of the stereotypical black rappers in the game, and he beat the piss out of them in freestyles. The fact that he was looking at Juice and was going, holy fuck. That says something. That says a lot about it. It's crazy. And and just a 2,000 song vault. 2,000 songs in the vault. Wait, he has 2,000 in the vault? Yeah, 2,000 are in the vault. What the fuck? That's what management said. It said he made six songs a day. Damn. Six songs a day. Just... Play a beat and he made a song. Yeah, because that one dude was saying that um, he worked with Benny, which I'm gonna take a guess and say it's is that his manager? Or is it? I don't know who that is. I, I feel like it's Benny, uh, the one dude who made the song East Side with Halsey and Khalid. Benny something. Um, Maybe I don't. I don't know. Let me see. It's Benny, 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 Benny. I just Ben Benny Blanco. It may not be him, 
But uh, no, I think it was because uh, him in uh... fuck, what's his name now? The dude from <laughs> Panic at the Disco. Brendan Yuri. Brendan Yuri. Him and uh, Juice and Brendan Yuri was on Benny Blanco's track "Roses," and I love that one. I fucking love that song. But um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's I was like trying to think where I knew the name Benny Blanco from. I knew that name, and I was like. Cause I sent it to you. Yeah. I was like, "Dude, this is fire!" And you're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, I listened to that song. Yeah, I like it. And I was like, "I like Fine China." And you're like, "Okay, I must have not listened to this one very much." And then that was when we were doing the whole uh, six nine dummy boy. And I was like, "God damn it!" And now he's arrested. <laughs> damn it! This album is amazing. Um, which we're, we're don't worry, guys. We're gonna be reviewing the like latest three songs from six nine. Uh, like next week or the week after, it's 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 gonna be brutal. It's gonna be brutal. That's fucking garbage. They're fucking garbage. It was pain. It's pain. It's gonna be a solid hour of us just roast. Listen here, you skittled ass, bitch ass, looking ass, dumbass. <laughs> Your ass. <laughs> Needs more ass. You 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 are just ass. ass. <laughs> You are ass. You so much ass, Nicki Minaj is scared. Dude, you so much ass, Nicki Minaj comes to you for her butt implants, okay? You're ass. <laughs> Kim Kardashian called, and she wants to know what surgeon you go to. You're ass. Kim Kardashian called, she wants her ass back. <laughs> No, Kim Kardashian asks and offers you a deal to buy your ass. That's how much ass you are. She just wants to duct tape you to her thighs and carry you around. (laughs) So, so this is a totally stupid thing, but I can only imagine she does that and she takes a shit and all the dye from like his hair gets in. So it's like she's shitting rainbows like a fucking unicorn. Oh, I'm not saying I want to see that, but I totally Yeah, I know. It's like it's like that one time when I was like, man, I want to see a man get fucked by a horse. And my buddy at church camp was like, oh, bet. Give me 10 minutes. And he found it. And it was like, I wish I didn't watch this, but I also am glad I watched this. <laughs> but What? There's something. I mean, I've seen the exact same video, but, you know, still. Yeah, it's yeah, but um, no. Uh, what the hell was I saying? Oh, uh, the interlude, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> For everybody that doesn't know, me and Soap would do this for like three hours, and we would talk about an album, and we would talk about everything else. You you guys saw from the Punk Two one. Uh, yeah, and then we were like, oh wait, we should record this someday, and it just took two years. Yeah, and now we're here. <laughs> And we had to get comfortable on the mic. <laughs> um, no, so watch that episode. <laughs> some do, you do. It is. Are you? It's funny. It's 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 ninety percent cars though. Yeah, and it's very oh, like stereotypical. It's like stereotyping everything. It's like, that's oh yeah, that's the cholo mobile. Oh yeah, that's the dad car. Oh yeah, this is the carpenter who. Uh, you know, fucking took his fender and uses it as a door handle now because whatever happened. 
Makes sense. Seems yeah. legit. Uh, using a little tiny stand fan to just power his engine. Just <laughs> don't turn it on oscillating. Okay. Don't do it. You'll fuck up the transmission. <laughs> um, but I like how the guy said that he would hop in the booth with Vinny and he would, re- he would have a beat and he would go three minutes over freestyling, like three minutes past the beat. And then he would do it again and it would just be nothing but hits. And he was like, he told Benny, choose which one you want. Like, just choose whatever you want. And Benny's like, what the fuck? No way. And he's like, yeah, just choose whatever you want. I remember watching the, uh, what was it? All girls are the same. Like the behind the scenes, like the recording of the dude's insane. It was like two takes and he was done. It's like, what? That's happened to me maybe twice. <laughs> That's not fair. Hey, man. Dude, that's the thing with the uh, the Tim Westwood freestyles, which are the hour hour freestyles. Like, you could if somebody didn't know the original song, you could play the Juice World freestyle and they would believe that's a normal song. Like, just like nothing. It just fits so well. I used to think I was really good at freestyling, and then I listened to like this, and then I see videos like that, and I'm like, damn, I am never mind. I, I am six nine. <laughs> <laughs> You're back. I'm back. I am Kim Kardashian with six nine taped to her thighs. <laughs> all right. I'm not even gonna say I'm ass anymore. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say I am six nine taped to Kim Kardashian. That's what I am. <laughs> wow. I just realized I'm we just haven't... imagining him there and just going ha 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 I'm back. I'm mad. She's mad. He's mad. She said, "Big said, uh huh." I'm mad. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so bad, dude. So bad. So Has anybody? Have you guys seen the Belle Delphine version of that? No, I didn't I, feel like I, that. I, I saw I it in a meme, and I was like, there's no way that's real. And I I've clicked on it, and I went. And I hate it so much. I watched all the way, and I was like. I didn't think it could be any worse than Gooba. But the, like, the, it, it was so much worse. I like watched it, and I was like. Gosh. I feel like I just committed a really great sin. <laughs> this you is. Did. It was like, it was porn, but not porn. It was. <laughs> Music, but not music. It was... It was orange. That's what I love, too, is like... So, YouTube is currently demonetizing people for saying coronavirus. But that is okay. Yeah, Belle Delphine shaking her mosquito bites and her... They don't need to demonetize it. It did that by existing. (laughs) But it's not getting demonetized. I got hit with four advertisements on that video. Four. No. What? It's a three-minute clip. Uh, her. Lots of people. Your three subs. You know, I I'm not trying to lose this much faith in humanity yet. <laughs> I I feel like, you know, bringing it back to the cars real quick over here. I I feel like watching that video would be the equivalent of stalling, but for me as a human, you know. But, <laughs> That's what that video Dude, would be. I felt like the, I climbed because it was right before I went to bed. And so I watched it and I climbed into bed and I was like, 
God, I wasn't meant to live this long. <laughs> that's, what you, that's what you thought you were going to die when you were 18. I was God like, was God, that's the thing. Torture. Dude, I can't even tell you the amount of time that like I'm sitting here and I'm like, I was not meant to make it this far. <laughs> I Everything I'm doing now is just a complete testament as to why I should not have made it this far. <laughs> <laughs> this is punishment. I go, I go... This is purgatory for me, dude. <laughs> I was like, man, oh I'm going to die at 18. I can live. I can make my mistakes. And it was like, you know, they weren't that bad of mistakes. And I get it. Now I'm like here. And it's almost a year later. I'm like, I have made more mistakes in this last year than I have made in my entire life. This is purgatory. This is not even just send me to hell. <laughs> <laughs> just end it. Just end it. But. <laughs> It was, oh my god, it was so painful. Why does she exist? I only watched like maybe 15, 30 seconds of it, and I just wanted to wash my eyes out with bleach. It's one of those things that like, I'm looking at like all these OnlyFans things, and I'm like, why do you exist? <laughs> like, what are you doing? You're doing nothing. Half the time, you're not even being naked. You're just wearing a bikini. I mean, Why do you exist? They do be some billionaires out there, and you know, yes, I, yeah, I know. like like two, maybe. Yes, but those two billionaires, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like Bill Gates on there. Gosh, <laughs> just Bill I Gates. Lie. I would, I would sub to Bill Gates. <laughs> just for the meme, I would do it. <laughs> Dude, I. It was awful. It just. <laughs> Belle Delphine should not exist. Um, <clears throat> Six Nine should stop making music after Dummy Boy, and uh, Bill Gates needs to get his ass on OnlyFans. Shake it. I'll spend money for that. I will. I will watch him do that on there. Belle Delphine, get off the internet. <laughs> Takeshi six nine, go back to jail. Takeshi, get on OnlyFans. God, that's dude. That was the alternate version of twenty twenty, where everything just ended up perfectly. It was oh, so bad. God. It was. But I just realized that Jables has not been able to say anything about the album, and that I is even... okay. I. Unf yeah, I don't actually have a whole lot to say about it just right now because I only had time to listen to it once because I wanted to go through the whole thing. Um, yeah, so it was definitely a vibe, and I really, really enjoyed it. But uh, I'm gonna have to listen to it like several more times to actually form a like, uh, like a fully fleshed out opinion. That's why I was like at the, at the beginning, I was like, you know, bold of you to assume that I actually have a coherent thought on this album because I haven't really had a whole lot of time to process it. Um, but yeah, uh, first impressions, I really, really enjoyed it. I'm trying to remember which which uh, track it was. Come and go. That one was like that slap. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. So hard. Oh my gosh. Which, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's one of those things that's making me, uh, you know, wonder, can... 
like Juice World as well. But can Marshmallow actually make a bad song? Because I don't know if I've listened to any song that he's been a part of that hasn't just been awesome. I've. Uh... I just want to mention real quick. This was my introduction to Marshmallow. I had never heard a Marshmallow song before this, by the way. Really? Yep. You never heard of like Happier? Because that's a really good song. Wait, you haven't heard Happier? You I've haven't heard, heard Rescue Me with a Day to Remember? Nope. You, you haven't heard Friends? Uh, I've just seen him. Oh. That's, that's all I know. All right. So like, we, let, let, me, let, me, let me list. Let me, links. <laughs> let me list. Let me, let me list what's good. Um, his song Alone is really good. It's EDM uh, with some like vocal mm-hmm. stuff on it. So I really like that one. Um, stuff. That was really good. This is the one that made Noah at Saints when he was hitting on uh, Horse Girl, um, like in front of me when he started like bragging her. He's like, "Yeah, I got a medium hit." What the fuck does that what? mean? Like, I just kind of because I was like in a full depressive episode at Saints <coughs> doing this, and I just raised yeah. my head and looked at him, like, "The fuck oh, does that fuck? mean?" <laughs> Medium hit? What the what? You put it on medium hit for like, you know, ten to fifteen minutes and it's done? What is what what are you say what does this mean? What is, what genre is it? It's a medium hit. Boy. One, you're hitting on my girlfriend in front of me. Alright? And you can't tie your shoes. Alright? So a medium hit you in the face. And you got a medium hit. What is wrong with you? Medium hit sounds like somebody like who wants to smoke weed but is like so conflicted. Hey yo, let me have a like... medium hit. No, dude, that's like... just a fourteen year old kid who has no idea what weed actually is, but they just hear <laughs> They're like, Oh, this is what the cool kids are into. I need to be talking about this. It's like, yeah, dude, I took a medium hit the other day and they're like, What? Cares. Like, yeah, man, I took a medium hit yesterday, and whoo, buddy, man, I was like dude, high dude, as a I, airplane. Dude, I, I smoked so many beers at the party last night, dude. <laughs> Yo, man, I punched so many weeds the last week, dude. <laughs> you guys want to drink virgins with me? You, why did I think you were going to be like I punched so many weeds? <laughs> It was Belle Delphine. It was Belle Delphine. Belle every single time. Six nine was there too. <laughs> you punched Kim Kardashian by trying to punch six nine. <laughs> That's the thing. I petitioned that Bill Gates is the only person on OnlyFans. I petitioned it. I'm gonna go to change.org right now. I just now. wanna everyone else is getting punched by I just want to imagine this as a party. We have people who are trying to light alcohol on fire. Somebody's just <laughs> punching a stack of weed and there's another person just going after celebrities while Bill Gates is twerking in the background. <laughs> Why? Why is it that I can see all three of us in one of those positions? Like Travis is over there trying to smoke the alcohol. Like, I'm just oh, smell that good whiskey. Mm, somebody get the beer bong if you're not. I'm saying you got like soap over here. You got soap over here that's just punching the shit out of marijuana. I'm like, oh! Just like I gotta tenderize it, and then you got me walking over. It's like, hey, you guys want to see Bill Gates shake his ass, dude? It's sexy. He's older, but that makes makes total sense to us. Is making me question if we're humans. 
<laughs> the fact that this we're like, man, I can see myself in this. That's what's scary about this whole thing. Exactly. It's like, because I'm picturing this. I'm like, dude, in like three years when we have a party, is this what's actually going to happen? It's not even going to be a yeah. Bill Gates. It's just going to be like a Bill Gates like sex doll blow up, and it's just going to be like Ooh. on a fan going. No, dude, we're going to hire Bill Gates, Bill Gates, and like. <laughs> What pocket change? What are we hey, yo, Bill Gates. Hey. I got some quarters. If we go to Canada, it's legal to throw the coins at strippers. So oh, you could throw it like a shuriken and decapitate someone. That is the one fact I remember from a comic from when I was like twelve that I read. The dude was like, "Yeah, in Canada, you can throw change at strippers." I did not know this that it was only in Canada. So I went to America and got kicked out of a strip club, and I was like. Why were you kicked out of a strip club for throwing? And then it was like, you threw coins? Who does that? And then I go to Canada, and the amount of fucking coins I had, I was like, no shit they threw coins on stage. The bills are hard to come by. (laughs) Why do I need a Looney Tunie? What the hell does that mean? I want want 100 Canadian dollars in the lowest value coin, please. Thank you. Gosh, it is. I asked that them. would kill you. <laughs> I hated going to Canada because I had that one dude. I was like, it was like, yeah, you're gonna have like, it was like twelve forty one or something. I was like, oh, and I was like, do you have a penny? He looks at me. He's like, what's a penny? A uh, what? What do you mean? What's a you know the one cent? A, a penny. There's no one a cent coin. What are you talking about? That they're, they're like copper looking. Does don't exist. The fuck you mean? Look, and I like pulled it out of my pocket. I was like, "Look, it's a penny." I don't no. take that here. It that's not silver. What? what? Pennies went out of production in Canada in like 2015. Dang. So I'm sitting here going, "They cost more to make than they actually are worth." I'm like, "It costs like one and a half cents to make a penny." I'm like, "What the fuck do you mean? What's a penny? It's a penny. <laughs> what do you mean?" And I'm like, "So if I give you a nickel." I'm going to get nothing back. Yeah. Yes. This is a scam! Give me my money! <laughs> Just looks at you. If if those four cents are going to break your bank, then you two poor to shop here. It's wow. like, and I'm sitting here and I'm just like, I'm in a record store right now, right? Uh, that's what I'm doing. I've never been to a record store. And so I'm in this one called uh, Sunrise Records or whatever. And that very Canadian. <laughs> it was awesome, dude. It was massive. I loved it. And uh, I'm sitting here and I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean you don't have a penny? I'm like, okay, so can we do like the whole round down thing where like if it's under five, you have to bite it. And if it's a... <laughs> Five and up, I pay because I'm gonna be losing a lot of money here. And they're like, "No, we don't do that here." And I'm like, "Fucking Canada, man!" Look, I just round up by twenty dollars. That's it's a simple principle, you know. Like, yeah, man, I just round up by the nearest ten dollars. Why? Can I have water? Oh yeah, yeah, water. Water is fifty cents. Okay, go put the water on the counter there. Yeah, so that'll be thirty-five dollars. It'll be what? Excuse me over there. It's the complimentary tip. Um, you know, for using <laughs> money. the complimentary. <laughs> you didn't even wave at me when I came in here. Y'all suck. Did <laughs> you oh, scream in French? <laughs> <laughs> I just like knocked a cup of water over. Get out of here. Let it freeze to death. Bitch. You just hear <laughs> <laughs> the water to freeze to death. <laughs> 
Maybe? Ah, yes. This water. You're just like aggressively putting ice cube trays in the freezer. You freeze to death now. Oh man, I'm, I'm not even letting them freeze. I'm like shaking them back and forth as I'm doing it, so water spilling everywhere. Freeze! <laughs> That's not how you do it. Shut up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Like somebody comes in. I'm gonna freeze you to death too, boy. Shut up. <laughs> oh, okay. I have a. I gotta ask you something. Okay. Uh, so. CDs or tapes? Like cassette tapes? Uh, yeah, CDs or tapes. For playing actualness, CDs. CDs nuts in your mouth. Got him! Wait, what? what? CDs what? nuts in your mouth. CDs what? CDs nuts oh! in your mouth. <laughs> Yeah, he got me. What? He did a funny. What? What? I missed the funny. Okay, here, Travis. CDs or tapes? Uh, CDs? CDs nuts in your mouth. Oh, my. (laughs) The moment you you cut out. You cut out each time, so I didn't actually hear what the <laughs> fuck was. It's because Discord you. was trying to prevent him from enlightening us with this knowledge. Oh. Both of y'all. But I got to get Thank both you. of y'all in the same call. <laughs> you know, you got somebody in the audience, too. One of the three listeners. They're gonna I'm be sure like, you got them. They're going to be like, CDs. See, he's nuts in your mouth. Damn it! <laughs> that's going to be fucking Kendall, dude. <laughs> Kendall. I'm yeah, Kendall, our only listener. <laughs> dude, I feel so bad for her. Her parents said that she couldn't enter my merch giveaway because she had too many clothes. <laughs> what? They said that she wasn't allowed to enter because she had too many clothes and she wasn't allowed to have any more clothes. <laughs> There is never too many clothes. I don't know. Kendall, comment below how much you have in clothes because this has to be like an exorbitant amount of clothes. Dude, yeah, because I'm thinking like, okay, that's either just really strict parents or her room is like literally overflowing with just clothes. That's insane, dude. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of t-shirts and I swear I wear like six, but I have like 120 t-shirts. Right? (laughs) You have, like, your select few that you're like, these are my favorite. And then the other ones are like, do I have to wear them? <laughs> but you don't want to get rid of them because you're like, well. Yeah, I, you I, like I, it still. And you're like, oh, it's, you know, maybe with the right outfit. But I <laughs> then I, like, I don't have an outfit to go with it. So I'm just like, yeah, maybe. And then it'll, like, the day will come and it'll be like, ah, it's for a six-year-old. Dang, it doesn't fit anymore. I have <laughs> discovered. I have discovered. I look really good wearing a beanie uh, that's like slightly off the front and these like orange glasses. I look really, I look like Breakins, dude. <clears throat> Bro, look, that's my dream to look like Breakins. I look sexy with it. I'm not gonna. You can ask Travis. When I put a long sleeve shirt on, dude, it's like an aesthetic. It's it looks really good. Aesthetic. Aesthetic. But. <laughs> The way you said aesthetic sounds like the sequel to Aesthetic. That, that's why I said it like that. <laughs> aesthetic! Oh, okay. I'm glad that was intentional. It's little peep, it's not... but cultured. 
Aesthetic! Man, fuck that man fell off and he just be like using people's names now. Yeah, dude, he dropped off the... Like, Harvard dropout was amazing and then he like dipped. <laughs> it meant to say Harvard drop off because that's what he did. Like, <laughs> Harvard drop off. <laughs> He had a little Wayne feature that was like a really good song. It was, it was, it was a really. Be I like couldn't me. decide if I wanted to say really or pretty good song, so I just compromised. It was a really good song, and with that little Wayne feature, and then he disappeared off the face of the planet, and now he shaved his eyebrows to try to look like X while dissing Juice World at the same time. Wait, hold up. Wow. He dissed Juice. More or less mocking, yeah. Mm. Little pump, you cornrow looking bitch. I'm coming for you. I'm about to make a diss track on your ass. You'll never hear it because it's only going to be an Austin local. But I dissed a motherfucker in Hum. My entire album, I'm good at dissing shit. So watch your back, boy. You need to make a, make a diss track. It's a little pump. Don't put it on any streaming service. I just put it on a CD and mail it to him. I'm sure he's getting wow. no mail. He's going to be like, wow, this is a cool thing. And then he plays it. And the first line is aesthetic. <laughs> Gosh. It's like a 30 second song. It's just like, you a bitch. No one likes you. <laughs> I had no friends. Your home's, your, your home's gonna foreclose. You're gonna lose all your cars and you're gonna have to actually get a real job. But then you can't because you have face tattoos. And then just silence. Just nothing. <laughs> Yeah, just, 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 just leave like 10 seconds of silence at the end. God. That'll show. Well, I actually have a couple announcements to make. So one, I want to thank Cliff Bar for uh, sponsoring me. Uh, I, I saw that there. I was like, like the bar? Yeah, Cliff Bar actually sent me. So three recently released uh, flavors. Caramel macchiato with a shot of espresso, uh, vanilla That's almond good. latte, shot of espresso, That's and coconut chocolate chip. Uh, Jables said that it tastes like coffee and had him buzzing like a motherfucker. So honestly, that means yeah, it's good. I ate one before I went to dance class, and I was like jumping up and down. I had so much energy. <laughs> Wait, did you dance with Redacted? No, she wasn't there. Oh, wow! It's because they're in North Dakota getting the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, I'm just um, imagining Jay was dancing so hard that he found Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah, not that down to Cotton Eye Joe. Joe, Is Travis, that, that guy was. I was wondering. Like, <laughs> um, I want to do This came up from the floor. He, he popped up and then he just vanished. And next thing I knew, I was married. Like it, it was insane, dude. Wait, like, what? You married to him? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a legally binding contract that I cannot get out of because I cannot find my <laughs> husband. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell where he came from or where he went. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. But I want to thank them for sp- sending me an entire box. Um, every merch order is going to have a uh, all three bars sent. I'm going to personally be mailing them out. Um, my merch orders are finally up. You can check out at the real Michael Riccardi on Instagram, uh, which you're probably is how you're hearing about this podcast. Uh, I got yeah, shirts. Great. There for the debut release, and uh, it's gonna be twenty five dollars for the album, CD signed, and uh, the shirt, and then you'll get three bars and a couple other stuff with it, um, including all of my gratitude. <laughs> so, um, 
take orders. I'm taking them in now. Um, so hopefully be sending them out soon. Uh, the CDs, I just put in the order last night, finally got them in. Uh, and they said they should be here within like two weeks. So um, as soon as I get them for any order, I'm going to be sending everything out. So gone that. Um, as the time of this is going up, we will have an audio roulette merch shop. Really? Yep. We get in, uh, The first design, it's the only design that we're going to have up so far, uh, is going to be redacted. <laughs> Yes, we're going to have uh, redacted as a shirt. Um, you guys can give that. It's I'll wear that underneath my suit as normal. <laughs> this doesn't make sense to anybody who doesn't know us and knows what we're talking about. Exactly. But the people who do know us, if we ever are out in public and we see somebody wearing a shirt that just says redacted across the front, we're gonna be like, "Hey!" So yeah, y'all are gonna be able to <clears throat> get this. It's gonna be real cool. I'm just gonna say redacted. Um, with a little tiny uh, audio roulette underneath the um, the something. It's going to be somewhere, all right? The logo's going to be somewhere. But, uh, yeah, so we're getting redacted, uh, and that's pretty much going to be it. It's going to be a link in bio for it. Um, yeah, also check out some of Jable's stuff on YouTube. Uh, two videos are up. Uh, there's a lot more. If you want to see me dancing shirtless to Gangnam Style and getting really into it, uh, that's, that's on there. Uh, if you want to see me climbing a rock wall without a shirt on, I'm shirtless in a lot of his videos. He knows how to that do happens. sex appeal. He knows how to do yeah, sex see, that's, appeal. That's the thing. Um, so I've actually got this app on my phone where whenever Michael takes his shirt off, it just automatically opens my camera and starts recording. So It's perfect. It's It's beautiful. So, uh, but he's got two videos up for Rocket League where me and Indy were playing with him, and uh, it's really funny. The second video has me in it, and I actually just before we got on, I didn't realize you had the one where you're going like, and I'm like, what? At the very end, I did, I missed that part. What? And so, uh, they're really funny. Um. It was really fun to do them. I didn't even realize he was recording at the time. So you get to see just me being uncensored. Completely. Uncensored, essentially. Except I had to censor him. So that was. Annoying. You censored your own name. I did not say anything bad. Okay. I did not say naughty words at this time. I just said, Travis, Travis, Travis. And he censored me. It's not until the third episode when I start getting really mean and cussing. I fucking hate you. I hope you never <laughs> exist again. You know who what? you are. You threw the game. You know who you are. <laughs> that episode isn't up yet. It's going to be up sometime. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm also shaking my ass on TikTok now. So y'all can follow me at the real Michael Riccardi. Uh, I got some funny stuff up there, including some girl that should not exist. She terrifies the hell out of me. <laughs> The, the one I sent you, the one where she's like, I'm your right ball sack, and I'm just wondering, why are you trying to get nudes when you have a popcorn ceiling? Pop, 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 pop. She looked like Pennywise from It. She was straight up Pennywise from It. Because the end is just like, and it's like, I hate it. I hate it. But um, yeah, uh, merch orders, the Teespring's going to be going up. Uh, it should be up. It should be up. It should be up. It to, should be. It should be up tomorrow. Uh, and if, if not, it's not, 
we can put like updates on Instagram and Twitter and stuff. So watch out for that. Yep. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's about all the announcements I have. Uh, what was one? I feel like there was one that I needed to announce. Your merch giveaway. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess that too. Uh, <laughs> I have a merch giveaway going on. Um, if you go to the post on at the real Michael Riccardi on Instagram, uh, this post, you tag a friend in the comments. Uh, you pre-save the album. It's free. All right, it's free. You don't have to like spend money on it. It's 100% free to pre-save my album. Screenshot that you pre-saved it, DM it to me, and you'll be entered into a drawing. You'll win a free shirt. You'll win a free signed CD. You'll win clip bars, and you will also win other stuff, and you'll have my gratitude entirely. Again, again, seriously, I just... You guys don't have to spend money for this. This is going to be a small rant for this. It's a giveaway. And a giveaway is when you get something for free. All right? Y'all are following my artist page, which means you support my music in some way. You are literally going to be getting a physical, tangible item that is of my music. So you're going to have that. You're going to have three snacks, two of which will give you a trip into hyperdrive, whatever. You're going to be getting other stuff. You're going to be getting a tangible shirt you can wear that's super soft and comfy and stylish. Literally, there's nothing you have to do. I'm just trying to get y'all to talk with me. And y'all, come on, man. It should not be pulling teeth. I don't know if this is an aggressive, aggressive advertisement or an insult. I don't know which one it is. It's both, yes. man. <laughs> it's like I just want to talk. I just want to enjoy talking with people, you know. And they're just right. like, you need to print out some paper and just stick paper on random like places around your city, and with just your oh, ad on them. Man. That was what was done at our school, and the person like actually got like a thousand monthly listeners off of putting their spotify at on paper on the wall i should probably do that Ooh, you yeah. could do one of the cool like qr code spotify things that's just linked to your music yeah it's like cool. a business card like a <laughs> business card of my music exactly like a key chain. oh that could be a cool merch thing you could do keychains with your spotify codes on i've seen people like those those would be kind of cool that'd actually be really cool <laughs> Right. I love what this happens every podcast. Like these are probably should be behind the scenes conversations. We're just, oh, like, hey, nah, that's what, that's, nobody's that's, listened this far. That's the beauty of podcasts. You get the raw. But yes, just fucking interact with me, Jesus Christ! <laughs> just interact. You're following an artist page. Why are you following a page if you're not going to interact with them? What is the point? Your likes don't. You like it. Cool. I guarantee you, over half of you that like my shit, see, I posted something like it and go, you guys don't look at the words. Y'all don't look at the images. It's so easy. Just. (laughs) They just just like watching you shake your ass on TikTok. I need to figure out how to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I I need to figure out how to advertise on tiktok that would be beneficial you are my tiktok man all right you, you find you, whatever the number one trend is right now and, and do that 
I just well, I just need to advertise my fucking thing. Just be like, oh, I'm having a uh, contest giveaway on my Instagram. Y'all want a free shirt? I want a free shirt and some Cliff bars. <laughs> I got you covered. But anyway, we're getting on. We went from you know getting so emotional and respected. Uh, and respectful of like, oh, I love this album too. Fucking Bill Gates shaking his ass and Belle Delphine being the epitome of why I'm stuck in purgatory. And then Michael just getting mad at people for not being people. I'm a human too. Okay, look, I am stuck in COVID quarantine. I don't get to see people ever. The most I get is the online stuff like doing the podcast or getting on the phone or playing video games. That's all I want. Literally, it has shown me now more than ever that I want to have that community of people where you can talk to them and you get to know their stories and you get to hear. That's all I'm wanting. It's not that much to ask for. I'm fucking lonely. Just talk with me. Please. Yeah, so next week we're probably going to be reviewing Avatar Season 2. Spoon, have you ever seen Avatar? No. You should watch it. Boy, <laughs> it's really good. It's like insane that an American company was able to make basically anime. Like the level of it is insane. Or is there that one person in like your school or whatever that was obsessed with it? So now you're like, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I, I just never watched it because I didn't like the art style. I always thought it looked kind of ugly to me. Oh, No, I'm not going to cap. That was the literal only reason I never watched it. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. So, Jables and I will be here next week talking about Avatar. And then the week after, we will be having Spoon back on to talk about Gooba. <laughs> but, all right. Uh, y'all, know the, y'all know the drill, even though you're probably not watching anymore. Y'all know the drill. Uh, Instagram at John Travis Abel at the real Michael Riccardi. Twitter's at J Table Official at Real Michael Rick. TikToks at John Travis Abel, right? Uh, no, it's J Table as well. Just J. TikTok at J T A B E L J Table and at the real Michael Riccardi. And y'all can interact with us even more. Uh, also. We're hopefully going to do live streams more often. I'm very scared to do another live stream. Uh, it... <laughs> How can you state, this is my opinion, you know, this is it. Not even me, Rube. Not saying just anything. Don't. And just, just... just don't. Ah! It's like, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> and hey. Because you know what made it worse is that the very next day I was having a conversation with somebody and they like had something on their story about, hey, it would be cool if parents would promote a, um, you know, let's not be rapey or abusive or um, have anger issues instead of worrying about whether their son is gay or not. And I was like, well, mine didn't raise me like, you know, they're worried that I was going to be gay. They raised me to not be like that. And she was like, good for you. And I was like, I, I was like, oh, you know, interesting topic. I, I thought I was having a conversation with her, you know? I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you know, um, 
I do think it can be a parent, a lack of parents, you know, being involved. I said a big thing is the culture. You know, a lot of music nowadays is promoting this kind of, you know, it's cool to be rapey. It's cool to be like this kind of stuff, which is true. A lot of TV shows and stuff like that, it's kind of promoting that. I mean, Riverdale did that. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where I was talking about it. And next thing I know, I get the shit shoved into me of being like, um, I am repulsed that you would even defend these rapists and everything. I'm like, what? What? Wait, I didn't. What are you talking about? I just said that it was a culture thing and a parent thing. I wasn't defending. What the fuck? And like, I had to shit some. So I was immediately like, I don't want to do live stream. I don't want to talk to anybody anymore. I'm retiring from people. I'm retiring, dude. I literally, Travis. That's why I didn't talk to you at all, like yesterday, <laughs> because or Friday. Keep going, yelling at me. I think no, it was, yeah, it was Friday and Saturday. That's why I didn't talk with you at all because I was so depressed. I was like, oh, everybody hates me. <laughs> I apparently fucking Aww. ruined everything with just being like, oh, let's have a conversation, and then people were like, you're wrong, and I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Because I'm going to be honest, when I had the discussion on the live stream, I wasn't rude. I wasn't being mean. I was like, yeah, that's my opinion, you know. I was no. like, it is what it. And the next thing I know, I'm jumped by what? The LGBT guardians? What the hell? I wasn't even mean. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I wouldn't date someone who's bi. And then it's like... Damn. And that's all it. I'm gonna say on the topic. Yeah, okay, move on. <laughs> Damn it, ear soap as well. Okay. Uh thank you all for watching. Thank you all for watching. Uh if y'all stayed this long, uh comments. Fantastic maple syrup. And uh, you ain't gonna ever see nobody comment that people left like two and a half hours ago. We weren't even recording then, but they left. Yeah, that's true. But if y'all did, uh, I have high hopes. Um, comment maple, good, whatever. Whatever I fucking just said, fantastic maple, whatever. <laughs> Something maple syrup. I don't care. Just do some like descriptive word and then maple syrup. Uh, yeah. Don't forget about the giveaway. Follow us and. Uh, we will catch you next week. Nine 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 forever. Nine 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 forever. Peace out.